Hey everybody, welcome into Letterman Row. We are in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, the, the trophy room as they call it, Tim. Yes, it uh, is, man. Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, you, you guys all know him. This is uh, about as trophy a room as you can make a trophy room with all these Heismans, et cetera. I Go think ahead. it's the best trophy room in the Big Ten, if, if you ask anybody uh, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, One of the best in the business, as they say. Yeah, but we're gonna rapidly react to the assistant coaches we just heard from in, in the uh, second floor, the, the cafeteria, as they call it. I think we talked to Tony Alford. We talked to Parker Fleming. We talked to Ryan Day, Justin Fry, Jim Knowles, Jim Knowles, talked to Jim Knowles for, I think, 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, a couple other guys, Brian Hartline. What was your biggest takeaway from meeting with these guys and getting to hear how spring practice progressed? Well, number one, news wise, of course, Marcus Crowley is pretty much his football playing career at Ohio State is done because of injury. Uh, Mitchell Melton, that's just news-wise. Mitchell Melton su suffered an ACL injury in the spring game. Everybody saw that. Uh, and uh, he's got a – you know what ACL means. It's a long road back, uh, but but can be a really good road. Is is as interesting as Ryan Day said, you know, with Adam Stewart on, involved with the uh, training program here, it's one of the best in the country. May, may be as good as there is in the country. So Stewie, as they call him. So we'll see where that goes. And then past that, just, you know, just the overall – their overall takes on what they saw in the spring from the standpoint of, uh, of players who made some strides, et cetera, but also talking with these coaches about dealing with the name, image, and likeness challenges that are going on right now on the recruiting front because these guys are coming in or, or going out, you know, on, on these recruiting trips around the country and stuff. And, you know, it's just, as, as Ryan Day said, right now you're just looking for some black and white, man, some guardrails that define what, you, what people can and can't do. And, Right now, it's a very gray area out there until maybe some rules come into vogue. We'll see if that can even happen. It seems like there are like 50,000 shades of gray right now with that. Yes. And Ohio State is trying to just navigate those challenges. When you talk to Justin Fry about recruiting and just being real with guys, you talk to Brian Hartline, who didn't need a recruiting pitch and doesn't even like the word recruiting. No, he doesn't use that word. Certainly got one last Thursday with the NFL draft. Who, you know, some of these coaches are just trying to figure out what they can and can't do. And plainly, you can't help an inducement for NIL, but not so plainly, there are so many different areas that that can lead to, that can go, that the gray areas that, that you talk about. It really is a challenge for these guys right now. And I know a lot of people don't like to listen to to coaches complain because they you know they make all this money and this is their job but also like this is a whole new ball game not just for players but for coaches and these guys are just trying to to figure it all out oh yeah of course because it's changing every day it's changing every hour as uh ryan day points out you know you look up and another school is uh put together a collective you know the collective means uh inducement kind of situation to aid you in recruiting and yeah. and then word of mouth is also spreading that you know the player uh, going to a school, uh, school A, or they're getting this. School B is giving this. School C is giving this. What can you as school D give? Or what yeah. are you allowed to give? What are you even allowed to talk about? Like Jim Knowles was talking about. You're not really at Ohio State unless they're they're not really supposed to discuss that kind of thing. But of course, questions are going to come up. Yeah. You know, with recruits, and so there's just, you know, what what are you doing right now that if the NCAA does crack down, as they've talked about over the last several days, the NCAA. What are you doing right now? What did you do last week that got you in trouble, you know, yeah. coming yeah. down the road? Uh, that's what you have to stay away from right now if you're smart. But there are, like Tony Alford said, it's a big challenge out there right now. I mean, you know, if there's there's a big challenge coming on as far as like, a, yeah, come on in here, Tony Alford. You can talk. You can speak with us. We're talking about we're talking about the challenge of like dealing with like there are schools that are being un, to a certain extent unscrupulous. We're not naming names, but 
But agreed, Tony Alford, the uh, running backs coach for Ohio State. Surprise visitor. It is a. It is quite a challenge out there in the recruiting realm, isn't it, right now, with name, image, and likeness uh, colliding with transfer portal and there not being those guardrails set up that delineate what is and isn't right. And yet, y'all are trying to do the right thing by everybody. I mean, explain what you're going through in that situation. Well, it is challenging, but I mean, it's, there's 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 challenges, Tim, and everything, right? Yeah. And and this is just just another brick on low of challenges that are out there in recruiting and other stuff that we do and. It's got to figure out how to navigate the waters. Yeah. It's still it's still fairly new to everybody, right? It's still fairly new, and, and every day something else is arising. And um, well, as I pointed out, you know, this time a year ago, name, image, and likeness wasn't going on anywhere. It wasn't no, legal it was, yet. No, people were talking about it. And suddenly, you know, laws were passed. An executive order by Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio opened it up. And uh, like you said, Travion Henderson has made as as has used well. it to his advantage and stuff. And I would think Mayan's got something going on, guys you deal with every day, Evan Pryor. But as you well know, after the spring game and the spring that Evan Pryor had, kind of, even though we all knew what he was capable of, you know, there, there was, but there was also this, you know, the, the word going around, there's another guy that, you know, somebody out there might be putting the word in to come after and stuff. And I'm just, you know, like I asked you earlier, it's almost like you're having to like, as an assistant coach, you're having to not re-recruit guys, but you're having to explain to them what their worth is here. Weekly. Yeah. Sometimes daily. Yeah. But um, but that's also what, that's a lot of parenting too, right? Yes. That you're always reinforcing as a teacher, as an educator, you're always reinforcing to kids, here's your worth and here's what we're trying to do. And um, and here's the, here's the process of the progression and the things that we want to do. So um, the stakes are a little higher. Yes, than they've been in the past as far as you know monetary stakes, I should say. And, but um, like I said earlier, it's, 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 it's the world we're living in right now, so we got to figure out how to navigate it. You know, let me ask you one thing: because you just walked up, and I appreciate you. You know, as, as always, uh, is it every day you guys are checking in, so to speak, with somebody to figure out? Hey, we just heard this school's the out of collective now. This school is throwing out some things. I'm, we're not naming names, but is it? Do you have to stay up on it every day about what's changing? Ryan, they kind of alluded to that earlier, you know? Yeah, you do. And if you're doing your job adequately, you have to know, you always have to keep up to speed with what your competitors are doing. If that's in any, that's in any business yeah, though, right? Of course. You got to keep up with what is my competitor doing. So there's a lot of conversations that are going on with kids, with coaches, with parents, um, with other universities. Um, and guys on the road that are recruiting, hey, what are you guys doing versus what we're doing? Um, so there's a lot of conversations that are taking place every single day. Yeah, I and mean, so you can keep, you have to stay, you have to stay informed. I, I was joking with Tony offered that fleet-footed running back at Colorado State a long time ago. Uh, you know, that, you you would have enjoyed a name, image, and likeness uh, possibility, uh, I, right? I, well, I don't know. I mean, no, I, but I'm just saying. To no, be I don't able know to, if I was popular enough to get a name, image, and likeness. But you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, you know, at least to deal with the pizza shop that's down the street. Right. You know, no, it would. No, no. But but it, it, it's right. It, it's no. the right thing that's been done. It's yeah. just now you. But to do it without really any lassos involved is very tough, right? It is, and, and I think um, you know you're dealing with a lot of kids, and, and they don't. They don't. I mean, I wouldn't have known what to do with that type of money. It, 17, 18 years old. I, I mean, I wouldn't have had a clue. Right. Now, granted, you know, I, I had infrastructure coming out of my home with my mom and my dad and, and, um, and Earl Bruce and people around me that were in my inner circle that um, 
helped keep me kind of in line. Now, granted, we weren't dealing with NIL, but just other things in life, right? That yeah, that they helped keep me aligned properly because I would have. I mean, I would have. I would have ran outside the fence and been running. You know. But, yes. Um, oh, so yeah. I had people in. I had people in my life in my circle that kind of helped keep me grounded, kind of helped keep me again aligned with what we're trying to do where we're trying to go as a young man and as a person and um and so i think as coaches we're that's that's our job too yeah my job is to help keep the evan priors and mayans and trade jk dobbins still to this day of keeping them aligned yeah. like, what are you what, why are you doing this you know and, and not only what are you doing but why are you doing it let me ask one more thing. When yeah. you're out there selling Ohio State now, look where look what you were just leaning on, you know? I know that's probably disrespectful. Vic Janowitz. No, it's not. I mean, no. It's it's covered, you know, for a reason. So it doesn't get COVID. Uh but uh it is amazing what this school can sell, isn't it, from the standpoint of the legacy, the tradition, the the accomplishments and stuff. This place is littered with Heisman trophy Heisman trophies of these seven Heisman trophies is do you still are you still amazed what what the word Ohio State the, the two words Ohio State mean? Absolutely, you know, I, my son had prom the other night, and um, he and his date wanted to to take pictures in the stadium. So I said, all right, so we got him in there, obviously, and we're walking down that tunnel, you know, early yeah. May. Yeah, and I still get goosebumps eight years later, going on eight, as we walk down that walk down that ramp, and um, there's just so much history and tradition here, and. Um, you know, you walk on it said it's littered with with historic stuff, but um, make no mistake, it's still about people. Yeah, this yeah. thing is still this is still about people, and it's still a um, a customer service business, if you will. Right? Yeah. Where, yeah. How are we developing young people as players and as men and as students, and um, and I think the. The history of it is we've had great, we've done a great job. This university, not we, but this university has done a great job through the course of time of developing, developing real dudes. Yeah. And um, kind of sells itself. So I mean, in, in some regards, it does. Yeah. And, and at least it, it allows you to be in every conversation. Yeah. It allows you when you walk into a, to a school or, or to a young man's home that they're going to at least listen. And, and um, now, when you start presenting what it is. Then, then it goes from there. But but um, the history of this place at least allows you most times to be in the conversation. And, and then now what you do with it from there is on you. Tony. We good? Yeah, thanks for impromptu joining All us, right, my man. Hey, it's content you can only get. Rapid reaction presented by Byers. That's right. And Tony Alford, ladies and gentlemen. He's one, of, he, he's one of our favorite people. I mean, and you know now why. But uh, they just the quality of this coaching staff right now is just amazing to me. And it yeah. includes definitely him. And when you, when you look, I guess we're going to flip the page from the NIL stuff. A uh, lot of ground covered here today. Yeah. Uh, I think right. one of the most. That's why it's hard to have a rapid reaction. Absolutely. I think one of the most, uh, you know, confounding things or, you know, I guess eye-opening things was Mickey Marotti. We talked to him for a little bit. He talked about C.J. Stroud and the development, not only on the field. We all saw that from that Minnesota game where he was, you know, checking his phone at halftime to becoming a Heisman Trophy candidate and really turning those notifications off. You look at the leadership in the weight room, though, and, and the leader that he's become off the field in this building. Yeah. Mickey Marotti had nothing but but wonderful things to say about CJ, and I think it speaks to the development that they have as far as the coaching staff helping these guys develop, but also the the uh, the ownership that these guys take of becoming leaders like CJ. He doesn't have to be the weight room guy. He could just be an on-the-field leader, but he yeah. wants to be that overall leader. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny thing. The funny thing too is, you haven't had kids yet that, and especially that went from like 16 years old to 22 years old. That's when it really changes, man. I mean, uh, as you well know, you grew up that way. But I'm talking about having kids and watching them develop, watching them go down good paths, bad paths, etc. You know, and uh, the the great thing is, as as Mick Marotti pointed out, that's that's a microcosm of what's different about this team this at this point this year compared to this time a year ago is the leaders who have emerged. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he didn't get in, into naming a lot of guys, but it's clear uh, that there were times last year when you thought maybe the leadership isn't what it should be. Now, that's a real esoteric kind of term, in my opinion, because it's funny how the great teams, the great winning teams all have great leadership and <clears> – <throat> Maybe the team that six and five didn't. Well, that couldn't. That's not necessarily true. But th- those are the ones you focus on. You follow yeah, my drift? Absolutely. And uh, so you know. But you're right. I mean, CJ is a great example of that. Yeah. And so when we turn the page forward, I guess uh, Jim Knowles talked about the defense, what it needs to do the rest of the way. Uh, Justin Fry talked about offensive line development. Uh, I guess final takeaway from talking to you know maybe too many assistant coaches to fit into one rapid reaction presented yeah. by Byers Auto. Well, give me your give me your reaction to the offensive line development. I didn't I, spend a lot of time with Justin Fry. I was spending it with Jim Knowles and Brian Hartline and a couple other guys. Well, when you talk to Justin Fry, the interesting thing is like all these guys are really good people. And so Donovan Jackson isn't is a what what Urban Lyer is called an elite person, elite human being. Yeah. Uh, you know, Paris Johnson, we all know what he does off the field with charities. And then you talk to Dewan, who's got the personality that's just bubbling. Matthew Jones has, has bought his time and, and continued to progress for five years and is now looking to become a contributor. And then like these people cannot talk enough about how good of a, of a person, a human being and a weight room work ethic guy as Luke Whipler. Is. Yeah. You combine all five of those and then you get Enoch Lahi, who seems to be coming along. You've got Josh Fryer, who seems to be coming along, even though he's in his injury process. You've got seven guys there that I think would start most places around the country. From there, it gets a little dicey. You, right. You've got some developmental guys. But that top five and that top seven, especially the top five, looks like it could compete with any any unit in the country. And I think those two tackles setting the edge and then having the experience inside mixed with the talent level that Donovan Jackson could reach, you're talking about a unit. I don't want to be hyperbolic because we tried to be hyperbolic with the offensive line last spring and it didn't work out. Yeah, but well, the potential of they had the number one offense, total offense in the country. So yeah. they weren't. It you didn't know, work out. But they weren't sliced were, liver. There were some. Yeah. some shortcomings. But they looked like four tackles back. playing, four tackles in the center playing at times. Now you look like you've got a real cohesive unit that can really make some noise and and uh, move people out of the way yeah. for Trayvon Henderson and for the number one offense and passing attack in the country. Like this offense can go from elite to historic if the offensive line. Because, I mean, it was elite. It it's was, funny, we're sitting here in the trophy room and yeah. you use that word. It was one of the best offenses we've seen at Ohio State in, in Ohio State history last year. Yeah. The defense just couldn't keep up with it. Well, if you get, like you say, 25% better on the defense, but also that offensive line gets 25% better, or even 10% better, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about what this offense could do. And yeah. I think that's just my, my parting thought is that this offense can just continue to get better as long as the offensive line progresses like it should. Agreed. You know, and uh, they'll knock on wood and stuff about the few injuries they've had on the offensive line here over the last 10 years. It's kind of crazy. But they do need those guys to come along to develop. 
uh, under, I mean, that was the big concern through spring and going into preseason camp is developing that quality depth. And Enoch Vimahi appears to be definitely on that track. Josh Fryer, like you said, who had to miss spring because of injury, recovering from injury uh, or a procedure, let's put it that way. He's doing, they expect him to do well, but they've got to have these other guys come along. You know, it's not, they almost don't even name names there in that yeah. respect, you know, because until they step up. So we'll see where that goes. You know, like we're talking with Jim Knowles. I mean, I think Jim Knowles appears to have been very impressed, very, you know, maybe saying very impressed is not the way, right way of putting it, but he was impressed by the way the uh, more talented group of players he's dealing with now than he was a year ago at Oklahoma State with a defense that ended up being one of the elite defenses in the country. Yes. He was impressed by the way these guys took the bit in the offseason in the spring. And now, you know, I think they're sensing in the in the summer months, they've really got to keep moving on. But he really liked the attitude and the work ethic of these so-called higher profile players. Yeah. And uh, and that's what uh, Tony Alford was talking about that uh, earlier today. I don't mean to keep bringing him up, but he was just talking about, yeah, now, he realizes he's working with maybe a, a better talent pool. I'm talking about Jim Knowles is than he had, and he's, he really is embracing it. And we'll see where that goes, whether that changes much about it. But he was, he was impressed by the way the defensive line got after it, especially those two young defensive ends. Uh, you know, we're talking about Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimoloa. Uh, you know, the guy that everybody mentioned, including Mick Marotti, but definitely Jim Knowles, was – uh, he didn't know much about Tommy Eichenberg, obviously, but that guy's been a leader since he showed up here. I'm talking yes. about Jim Knowles. And, uh, and that was one of the guys that uh, Mick Moratti pointed out has really made strides in the leadership realm. Uh, and if they keep getting that. And, and also, you know, you've had quite a few safeties by nomenclature, safeties leave the program in the last couple of months because of the transfer portal. They really like their core of safeties, but they really need maybe one or two more guys to step up in the in preseason camp, et cetera, to kind of shore that up. But they've got a pretty nice safety core when you look at it. Yeah, and you've got a lot of promise on that defense as they take the Buckeyes in the program in general takes the next step into the offseason. They're going into the summer. Uh, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up. There's a lot to break yeah. down probably. Well, we weren't expecting a drop in from uh, Tony Offer, but that, that was worth it. So much more than we can probably even begin to break down. I think we'll have plenty of coverage at lettermanrow.com where we'll be covering Ohio State all year long. Stick with us. Thanks for watching Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. And continue to, uh, like I said, stick with Letterman Row for coverage of Ohio State all year long.